This episode of the Prairie Track and Field Podcast is brought to you by Cedic Run. Cross-country season's in full swing, but so is fall marathon training, and so is the change in seasons. No matter what your running and apparel needs are at the moment, SDR should be towards the top of your list. We always brag about their shoes, but they have so many other cool things. Like just the other week, I was back home, and I went in and I bought a Smiley the Water Tower t-shirt. And if you're not from Grand Forks, that means nothing to you, but I've gotten a ton of compliments on it. And I was even going to buy a crew neck, but I went in a day too late and it was sold out. So... Anyway, they've got so many awesome pieces of merch there, so be sure to go check it out. And even if you're not in Grand Forks or from Grand Forks or you're not going to be there soon, give them a call, tell them what you're looking for, and they'll set you up. So that is Cedic Run, located in downtown Grand Forks. And perhaps if you're in town for the border battle on September 30th, plan to make a special trip over there at some point in the weekend. So SDR is always great. Check them out. On this episode of the podcast, Cam and I finally get around to previewing the 2023 North Dakota high school cross-country season, and we know that we're about a week and a half late, but we're still excited to get it in pretty early. Cam will give you an update on his health journey and where he's at in his cancer battle, Um, and I'm just going to foreshadow a little bit. It's all good news, so we're excited about that. In the meantime, we've been busy with a whole bunch of life events, Uh, school for me, uh, Cam trying to juggle a job and having a family and everything. and uh, It's been a lot, but we're doing our best. And with cross-country season, it feels like a fresh start, new school year, new season. And so we're hoping for a new season here on the podcast as well, where we'll dive in and hopefully keep you updated throughout the season. Look at our Instagram as always. That's where we post a lot of our updates and good content. So uh, there and Facebook are always good outlets. And otherwise, keep your ears open for new podcasts. Tell your friends about us. Give us a listen. If you like this today, share it with your buddies, share it with your teammates, your family, your neighbor. I don't know. But anyway, thank you for listening. Uh, But enough about us. Let's dive into the latest episode of the Prairie Track and Field Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Prairie Track and Field Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Enerson. And I'm your other host, Cameron Rail. Cam, have you ever heard of a cicada before? Yes. Yeah, I have. So I heard a phrase just recently, because right now as we're recording, I can hear them going off in our backyard. But I heard a phrase the other day. Someone was like, ah, the cicadas are humming. You know, school's about to start. I was like, that is such an Iowa thing. <laughs> These cicadas are wild, don't they? They like, they like hibernate for like years. They're on like a year cycle, like a three year cycle or something. Isn't that how that works? It depends on where you're at. So in Iowa, they show up every summer, but there's some okay. places where it's like 20 years or something crazy. Yeah. If you if yeah. you go to YouTube and go to Planet Earth and type in cicadas, they do a little segment on these ones that have this crazy. Yeah, it's like multiple decades, and then they come out of hibernation, and then they do it again and wait another 20 years. Yeah, bugs are wild. But, dude, forget about Iowa. This is the North Dakota leading yeah. track and field podcast and cross country. Yeah. So Man. maybe uh, before we dive in a little bit, Camp, just give us a little bit of an update uh, where you are kind of in the, the cancer journey because you, you had a big procedure the other day. 
Yeah. So a little over a week ago, went down to the Mayo Clinic, had surgery on my abdomen to remove some lymph nodes. This is kind of like the last step in the process. So they had, when they did some scans back in July, uh, there were some spots that they saw in the lymph nodes that there was no way to know exactly what they were. So they were big enough and significant enough to uh, make a note of, but small enough where they were like, it could be, there's like, basically it was like a 50% chance that it could be nothing. But the only way to know is to do this procedure. So got referred to to Mayo and the guy who did my surgery, uh, one of the best in the world, uh, maybe the best in the world. He does like the same surgery two to four times a week. And uh, so it was in good hands. And thankfully you were, you, know, you were able to come and be with me through my drug, a day of my drugged recovery. And uh, I'm, I'm doing much better. I, I, my mind is a lot clearer since then. I have a little bit more energy back, but got a nice 12 inch scar right down the middle of my, of my abdomen. Uh, so that'll be a nice little trophy. Uh, I don't know if you want to call it a trophy, but you know, something to, to remember the the journey by and uh yeah the the initial like reports from what they were looking at from the what they removed was that it was uh just dead cells you know so thankful to have the confirmation of that and to have everything removed that you know there's there's no way for them to go in and test like every single slice of every single cell to know if it was all dead or if there was still cancer but uh the point is it's out of my body now, so it doesn't really matter if it's cancerous or not cancerous. So uh, that's where we're at. Uh, the follow-up in three months, just to make sure everything's still looking good. And, you know, it'll still be, you know, years and years of, of follow-up. So I feel like anybody who's familiar with anybody who's ever had cancer or gone through cancer knows that it it kind of never really ends. Uh, it's always, it's always, you know, kind of stays with you. Uh there's always just that little extra risk, but yeah, on the men now, you know, got five, four and a half more weeks of recovery till I go back to work. And, uh, yeah, again, just, uh, thankful for everybody's thoughts and messages and prayers and, uh, yeah, we're one step at a time, one day at a time. So yeah. Praise God, man. Another yeah. piece to the puzzle. So yeah, it's so, so good. And of course, what did we do when we were in your hospital room? We watched track and field. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> not, not a whole lot better to do than that. So, but I mean that, you know, wherever we were, Ryan, that's probably what we would have done. So yeah. Now the last thing before we get into it, did you upload your walk around the hospital to Strava? Yeah. Yeah, I did. I I did a little, uh, or it was like a 0.07 mile walk that I logged on, on Strava and I put it, you know, put it up on Strava while I was there. So did you haven't logged good, in. Did you get some kudos? Yeah, I think I got like 40 or 45. It's a pretty good, pretty good number. There you go. For any of you, for any of you listeners, if you, you know, if you use the Strava, go ahead, give, give me a follow on Strava. I, f- I feel like I do when I'm uh, physically capable. I, I feel like I get, pretty witty I, i'm proud <laughs> of my my strava content so oh sorry ryan i i underestimated I underestimated the walk it was 0.15 so 
not oh, 0.07. Yeah. So it was twice as far. You're putting in that work. And for all the independent fact checkers, I think I said I got 40 kudos on it. I got 17. So, uh, all right. That's your cue, listeners. That, Dog and yeah, Strava, go, bump them up. Go, go give me kudos on my post surgery walk, everybody. It's my least impressive looking activity on Strava, but probably my most challenging one. <laughs> so, well, that, uh, that's our, long-winded intro to this episode and we really want to just spend some time going over the cross-country season it kicked off for north dakota high school athletes just last weekend uh, we're recording this on august 31st and it was the 25th where things got started out in killdeer north dakota and since then we've had a few more meets it's more like a week in uh, we've had a preseason poll that we posted on instagram you guys uh, saw that and it and then the week one poll just came out today. Uh, and if we're out here just like trying to throw bones to ourselves and get likes, uh, I felt like we had a pretty solid caption breaking down the stats of the first poll. Uh, and I was just a little disappointed with how much activity we had on Instagram. So I'll uh, shameless plug, go like that one too. Yeah, right. No, I'll, I'll gas you up a little bit on that. You know, I think Instagram captions some you know a lot of times they get overlooked but you always put in the work on the instagram captions ryan too much work. All, no i mean you, too much work if you saw some, how much time some people read them though i mean maybe it's just me that reads them but i read it and i appreciate it you know that basically you know a little secret here's here's how the sausage gets made for all you listeners i study for this podcast by reading the captions that ryan writes on our instagram posts so that's what that's the information i'm coming in prepared with is that caption. So you have to keep writing great captions like that, Ryan, or <laughs> we're going to lose half of the, half of the, half the podcast basically. Okay. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. Um, <laughs> but no, we, we're going to spend this episode going into that first week a little bit, kind of a preview taking into account what we saw the first week. Um, Cam, where should we start? We've got four different classes here, boys and girls. What do you want to do? Yeah, dude, let, let's start with Class A boys. Um, yeah, and let me just give my little ode to, to the cross-country season starting uh, before we get into it, though. I mean, it's best best season of the year, and I say this every single year. It's my my absolute favorite, favorite sport, favorite sports to spectate, to watch, to participate in. Uh, just the sounds, the smells. The, I mean, I think you kind of hear the same thing when people talk about like baseball and stuff like that. There's a, a nostalgia that comes with everything about it, not just the the sport itself, but the atmosphere. And and as the days start to get cooler and you get the crunch in the leaves falling and stuff, oh man, it's just, it's good to have cross country back. Uh, pumped to see how the North Dakota high school season pans out. This is my first season since like 2009 or 2010. So that, that would have been when I first started running cross country. This will be my first season following North Dakota cross country that I don't have a family member participating. So this will be, this will be kind of, this has started like a new era for me of, of North Dakota cross country fandom. So pretty pumped. Dude, you've just been like tiptoeing, not trying to be too biased the last few years, dude, out the window. You're just going to like, Go all in. Yeah. Yeah. All opinions are just going to be <laughs> unhinged now. No more no more going around the edge, you know? Oh, gosh. Yeah. No dog in the fight. I was thinking about that, too. If you hadn't brought it up, I was going to bring it up. 
So uh, let's do this. Let's start with the Class A boys because, yeah, you know, is a tribute to that. Quinn would have been the last family member that you would have had racing in the Class A boys. So yep. what I'm going to do is I'm going to give a little bit of a recap of last season's cross-country meet, uh, some right. of the numbers, some of the stats, and then you're going to tell us a few of the athletes that we need to watch. So Perfect. if you remember last year, 2022, uh, our champion individually was Brady Corsmo. Uh, he graduated and went on to University of Tulsa. And just some numbers that stand out to me when I was going through this. Eight of the top 10 at the state meet were seniors. Yeah. Okay. One of those that was not a senior was Aiden Johnson. We'll give Aiden Johnson a shout out here. Aiden had back surgery and is missing this cross country season because of it. So that means nine out of the 10 and nine out of the top 10 aren't coming back this year. So it's wide open. Okay. And then I got curious. I was like, go even deeper than that. And if you look at the top 20, 14 of the top 20 were seniors Add in Aiden Johnson. That means out of the top 20 finishers are all state members. Only five of them are back. Okay. Yeah. Now the highest finish out of that. I'm just geeking out on these numbers. Highest finish of that was Owen Hintz, who took eighth place as a freshman. So he's our top returner. So one through seven, all gone. Uh, a lot of people behind him gone. Uh, and then 2022 champion was Williston. Okay. And then the runner up, Bismarck High. And then, like we said, they lost Brady Corsmo but he's the only senior that they lost on that team. So uh, we'll get into team predictions here in a moment, but Cam, just tell us a few of the athletes that you think we should watch this season. Yeah. I mean, it's really, really, really wide open. Uh, Especially, I mean, we saw it at the track, you know, state championships, how many seniors were, were placing, you know, in the top eights there, but, I mean, like you mentioned already, Owen Hintz, fourth in the preseason poll and the first first week poll, uh, 10th in the two mile at the state track meet. Uh, his brother Parker uh, ranked third in the most recent poll. He got fourth in the mile, sixth in the two mile at state track meet. Um, so the Hintz brothers of Bismarck are kind of the two of, two of the guys that we're, we're really going to watch. Uh, cannot forget about Owen Sondag, though, uh, one of the top two milers in state track last year uh he was first in the preseason poll 11th at state cross country in 2022 second in the two mile six in the mile at the state track meet uh he's off to a hot start already winning the originals invite in jamestown owen sondag you know going all the way back i feel like i remember one of the first times we talked about him ran 419 in the mile as a freshman at the edc track meet um, so definitely a talent he's been here for, uh, for a long time, got the experience, you know, is placed high in uh, you know, conference and state competition for, for a long time. So, uh, I think, you know, he's probably, uh, not just from the polls, but from my opinion too, you know, one of the, the top challengers for this year. Definitely. Thomas- I think I, oh, I'm just going to add my one bit on. Yeah, go ahead. Dog. yeah. We've talked about him for a long time and I think. You know, early on, it just the inexperience like really weighed him down a little bit. He was just, you know, a freshman up with some of these top dogs. Think about like those incredible classes we had there a couple of years uh, with how many of those guys went on to run collegiately. And he's got the experience now under his belt and it's mm-hmm. shown the last couple of seasons. And hopefully he can put that together and, and really get after it. So 
And you know what? Fargo North, you're a North sider now. So oh yeah. So we cheer for them. That's my I guess I guess that's my hometown bias now. That's your district, man. Yeah, yeah. That's where that's where I my stomping grounds. So I cut you um, off. Go ahead and finish. No, here. I was just I just had one one final guy to to kind of point out. Thomas Haskins, he's second in the most recent poll, runner up to Sondog at the originals meet. Uh he was only 18th in both the mile and the two mile at the state track meet this spring. Uh, but as we alluded to, very deep, you know, especially in the class A boys side, the depth uh in the distance events is just, you know, skyrocketed over the last few years. So you know, at a first glance, 18th in, in a mile and two mile might not, you might not really, you know, uh, jump out at you. Uh, but like you were saying, taking out all those seniors, you know, that's, that's putting yourself in the position that you need to be, uh, to, to succeed come fall. So yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting to watch. I, you know, we were kind of saying this, I feel like we say this every, every year, you know, the polls can only tell you so much and, we'll know more as, as we see people race more and more, but I think especially this year uh, in this class, a boys division where, yeah, there is so much space that was vacated that needs to be filled by younger guys or, or older guys who are finally getting their shot. So. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think too, like we can't forget that these guys grind, right? Like, yeah. you know, you, you hear like, Oh, 18th in the mile and two mile, but I got to imagine Thomas has put in all the miles this summer. Yeah. Like they've got, you know, he's next man up in Williston. Uh, oh, yeah. Same with the Hints boys, right? Like, you know, Owen Hints, our top returner, 10th in the two mile at state track. Like, you know, on paper, it's like, gosh, it doesn't sound great. But, you know, just those three months with consistent training, you can really build your base and put yourself in a good position. So, yeah, it's, and, and it's a testament to that, too. Yeah, absolutely. And you never know, you know, a lot of these guys, you know, could be coming off. That might be like a really disappointing track performance you know maybe they were in even better shape to do better than that and just kind of had an off day and so you couple a a disappoint maybe a disappointing track spring with a really good summer and fall of training to to just springboard you off into an excellent cross-country season so time will tell yeah and i mean so many great athletes we could touch on and that'll be my disclaimer here. If you your name doesn't get mentioned it doesn't mean that i wasn't pouring over your name and the results and spent you know, a long time on your athletic.net profile. <laughs> so don't take any shade from that. But uh, we just don't want to also record for, you know, six hours. But let's go to prediction for the team title here. Yeah, I'm uh, without having looked at it too much. And, and like I said, you know, stuff changes as the season goes on. Really tough to tell with these like early meets uh, with teams not running, maybe all their guys or uh you know, this, that, and the other, but, uh, I, I just feel like Bismarck Bismarck's going to be the team to watch. And, uh, especially with the, the two brothers, you know, they, they ran quite well, both of them in, in the two mile at state. So, uh, you know, you always, you always look for the one, the one low stick, but if you have two that are going to be up there, that's, that's all going to make it that much more difficult to beat. And uh, Bismarck just has the history of always being able to, you know, put together a, a full, a full team. It's never a question of if they're going to have, you know, a fifth, fifth or sixth guy who's, who's like real varsity caliber. So, um, early, early uninformed prediction. I, I think Bismarck is the team to watch. 
Yeah, and I mean, if you look at the polls, they would agree with you. Preseason poll, Bismarck had five guys in the top ten. This most recent one, they've got four. You can never count out Bismarck's century, though. You know, Gavin Graham mm-hmm. moving up in the poll, as is Braden Shabs. Um, so those guys are, you know, forces to be reckoned with. But then you can't forget, too, a uh, little plug for the border battle. Williston okay. ran up at the... How do you, they showed up, they ran up. I don't know. Uh, I was gonna say they ran it up like points wise, but no, they low sticked it. Like I mean, their JV team was absolutely dominant. So if they get some of those right. guys hopping in, like they're gonna be tough to hang with. Yeah, but I'm I'm gonna put my money on Bismarck High. We're gonna get a different champion this year, and it's yep. gonna be a pretty familiar one. Right. So, okay. Any last thoughts on the Class A boys? No, I think uh, I risk uh, digging myself into a hole if I try and say anything more. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's move on. Uh, let's move on. To Class B girls. Um, what do you got? What do you got for Class B girls? Where do you want to start here, Ryan? Let's do the same thing. We'll give you a little recap of last yeah. year's State Cross meet. So, twenty twenty two. It was the battle of two freshmen. And that was Bryn Hansen and Addie Miller. Uh, you've heard Bryn's name on the podcast a lot. You've heard Bryn on the podcast twice herself as a state champion. Uh, but Addie gave her a run for her money last year. And I don't, we never posted this, but Ian Bush, you know, former Hazen standout running for the Fighting Hawks now, wrote this like beautiful narrative in our Instagram DMs of how the race yeah. played out. Yeah. And it was like a cat and mouse game and it came down to the end. It really was not that big of a margin of victory for Bryn, but that was kind of the story. You had two freshmen that went one, two uh, with only about, you know, 10 or so seconds between them. Right. As far as turnover goes, not nearly as much as we saw in class a boys. So in the top 10, there were only two seniors and in the top 20, there were only four seniors. So, We've got tons of all-state performers that are back. Um, Bryn Hansen being one of them. But I think the the storyline that really carries over into this season is your 2022 champion was the Rugby Girls, and they four-peated. So they beat Bowman County, who's, uh, you know, respectively, they're one, two in the polls right now. But that's kind of a storyline to watch this year. And we've mentioned a couple, you know, athletes to watch, but... Tell us a little bit more about what Bryn and Addie have been up to this season. Yeah, kind of a almost a direct opposite in the Class B girls from what we have in the Class A boys. Uh, familiar names, and and I really don't think a lot is going to change. <clears throat> you know, Bryn, you know, starting strong first in the preseason and the Week One poll, two time defending state cross country champ. She was third at the originals uh, meet in Jamestown behind. Uh, Class A runners uh, completed the triple at the 2023 state track meet. The one big takeaway that, you know, I think we have with Bryn Hansen is she knows how to win. Doesn't really matter the time if the race goes out hard or slow. She's a competitor and she finds a way to win. Addie Miller, you know, we saw her come close last year. She's kind of on that doorstep and she's in the same position she was last year. Second in the preseason in the week one poll. Uh, last year's runner up in cross country. Uh, got uh fourth in the 800 and seventh in the mile at state track and uh so far has won the killdeer early bird 3k 
So I expect to see both of them kind of up at front battling it out. But the way I see it, Ryan, you know, uh, if Addie or any of the other, you know, class B girls really want a shot at taking Brynn Hansen down, they're going to have to really put a gap on her, you know, and, and that work would have had to have been done, you know, in the off season in the summer. Uh, and so I, I can't speak to, you know, how much work a lot of these ladies have done. And I'm, I'm, I'm confident that, that the training has been done by all these athletes. So I'm excited to see it, it pan out and, um, prediction, you know, prediction from me, I guess, is I, I would not be surprised to see Brent Hansen on the top of the cross country podium again, uh, this season. I think it's going to take, uh, a lot for anybody else to, to beat her. Yeah. I do think though, if like there's a season to do it, I think it's this season. Um, you know, it, it might not be Addy. It might be someone else. Like here's a name, uh, Evan Jacobson. Okay. Yeah. Freshman from rugby wasn't in the preseason poll. Makes sense. She's a freshman, uh, but all of a sudden jumps up to third in the week one poll, and it, that originals meet. I'll have you break that down in a minute. But she's just a freshman. She took sixth at the originals meet, going up against you know a lot of class A runners, and then she comes back and she wins the Northwood invite just this last week. So I mean, there is like. You know, there's always someone else, right? They always talk about in basketball, the analogy of like, you become the best player like on your side of town, but then there's a guy that's on the other side of town. And then like, you got to get better than that guy. And then you find out, oh, like the next town over, there's a guy that's better than you supposedly. And like, you got to square off, play each other and figure it out. Like, there's just always someone that's on the the up and up. So uh, I was just, you know, kind of fun to go and, and see a name that, nobody had heard of it seemed going into the preseason but uh the originals meet did you race that ever yeah yeah i did uh gave the coolest the coolest uh like shirts for top 20 you get this uh this crew neck with these uh little finger like the sleeves the cuffs of the sleeve turned into like gloves so dope what yes yeah, you you did you never see those like teammates no, wear those? I, I like at first you're gonna be like, wait, you never got one of those? You're like, can't. No, I wasn't even close <laughs> to getting one of those. Um, even it was like oh, that's awesome. Yeah, no, it was like top twenty for everything. So it was like top if you're top twenty in middle in the middle school, top twenty in JV. Like there were guys who were like borderline varsity. You know, should have been running varsity probably. You know, I uh, maybe I'm fabricating this, but they'd be like, yo, coach please let me run JV at the originals meet so I can get that dope sweater. <laughs> I don't know if they still give those out, but yeah, greatest, but that's, uh, they, they used to hold it at the, uh, like at the golf course. I'm guessing it's now where they host the state meet is where they have the meet uh, out at that, at the park, but which I, I never ran at, but mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so let's go predictions wise. Tell us here, who do you think is walking away with the Class B girls title? Man, I think uh, rugby sure looks like uh, like the team to beat. I'm I'm just gonna kind of stick with the the safe predictions so far. I think Ryan, I think rugby, especially with Evan Jacobs, you know, kind of coming like you said out of nowhere, a little bit off the radar, just makes their their bid for for another title that much stronger. And I mean, that's, that's how like dynasties work. You know, it's just, you always seem to be able to find the next 
next runner up to fill the spot and, uh, you know, just make your team better. So, uh, I'm going to go with rugby. Yeah. Here's just a little breakdown of the polls. And I know it's early in the season. A lot's going to change, but as it sits right now, rugby's number one, only one runner, Evan Jacobson in the top 10 Bowman County's number two. They have nobody in the top 10 Hillsborough central Valley's third. They've got two athletes. Um, and the, and they must be twins or sisters, Lily Caldor and Maya Caldor. We'll have to get the scoop on that. Uh, Pemina yeah. County North, the fourth, no one in the top 10. Central Cass no, is fifth, nobody in the top 10. So it's just like we have more questions than answers for the Class B girls. So we might go back and listen to this podcast and be like, we were so dumb. Yeah. Yeah, it seems uh, like, yeah, we'll have to we'll have to do a little bit more deep dive on on the class b girls looks like the the individual just the top 10 polls aren't going to give us a whole lot of insight for the for the team title race so i have to put in a little bit of legwork i guess for that one if we want to be i i I feel pretty good about the rugby guess though yeah that's pretty good if i need a guess and if it can be the same as yours i'll take rugby i have to do something different i don't know uh I know J.C. Fisher is a great runner for Bowman County. She was in the preseason poll. Um, but you know what? I like – I'm a big Bowman County. I'm a dog's cross-country yeah. fan. Even got a shirt to prove it. That's right. Um, <laughs> so let's let's do this. Let's go into class B-Boys. That's a perfect segue. Yeah, We're that's, talking a, about that's a good County. transition to Bowman. Because to Bowman. If, you, if you remember – the running capital of the United States or cross country capital of the world, yep. I think is what the sign says when you drive into town. Uh, 2022 state meet for the class B boys in Bowman stamped all over it. They almost perfect scored the thing. They went one, two, four, five, six. Uh, and what's interesting here is, okay. So as far as turnover four out of the top 10, they were seniors, 10 of the top 20. So we're missing about half of our, like, and I don't know, I guess like statistically, I would only think like a quarter of the class would graduate, right? Only a quarter of people would be seniors. If you were going just purely like freshman, sophomore, junior, senior, right, obviously right. if you're a senior, you're probably a little bit better. So maybe about half the field is like a perfect number. Yeah. Maybe that's normal. Maybe that's normal. I'd have to go back and look at other years, but yeah. Um, top returner, believe it or not, is not a Bowman County athlete. Okay. Uh, Really, yeah, because we lose Austin Warner and Caleb Sarsland. We're left with Christian Brist of Hillsborough Central Valley. Oh, okay. Um, but what's interesting is Christian's also playing football this year. And I Love it. did a very short dive. And Christian, if you're listening to this, you can give us some more, you know, more details into the story. But no pictures of him ever playing football on his social medias until this year. Okay. Um, I did a quick Google Christian Brist Hillsboro football didn't get anything at all. Okay. Then I was even more confused because in his last photo on his most recent post, uh, so Christian wears number 19 when he plays, uh, he tagged the guy who graduated last year that was number 19 on Hillsboro central Valley. So then I was like, wait, did he just post photos of some other dude playing football? Um, but it is him. And, Christian, I, I'm not much of a football guy, but I know you're not supposed to carry the football like that. It's hard to see, Cam, but um, hold it a little bit tighter to your body next time. We're critiquing football carrying form on a cross-country podcast, Ryan. 
I guess so. I guess wow. so. It, we've reached a new level here I at guess. the Prairie Track and Field Podcast. Crazy. But um, but let's sum it up this way. Christian Briss is a better athlete than I could ever dream of being. So yeah. all state cross country, you know, he's done really great things on the track, uh, but also playing football. He was third at the meet as a junior. But then when it comes down to the team titles, last year Bowman County ran it up. Uh runner up though was Kindred. And that was tight between Kindred and Newtown. So uh, just one point decided second and third last year. Um, and tell you what, I'll talk a little bit more about Christian because I've only talked about Christian in this segment. And then I'll let you talk about uh, some of your athletes to watch here. But um, if Go we're just it. talking, if we're just talking track last year, we're, oh, we're talking track. Um, maybe it makes sense that Christian's running the football because he was second in the 800. So he's got the foot speed. He was also ninth in the mile, the two mile. And then, you know, comes out and is the runner up at the Hillsboro early bird. Uh, and that one's pretty flat course. I didn't run at the originals meet ever, but I ran at Hillsboro and there's not much for Hills there, which is a great thing, Yeah. but he's off to a good start. Uh, who else are we watching besides Christian? Well, the, uh, the other kind of two guys that, uh, We'll keep our eye on this cross country season. Uh, both had excellent track seasons uh, to finish their spring. Taylor Warner, uh, you guys are familiar with uh, Austin Warner. We talked about him quite a bit. Uh, he's at NDSU now. His brother back in Bowman, holding down the fort for the dogs. Uh, fourth in 2022, uh, winner of the 800 at the state track meet. Uh, a little, little bit of a surprise winner there, I guess you could say. But uh, he'd been running well in that event all season. Uh, and he's off to a hot start winner of the Kildare early bird one by almost 30 seconds in just a three K. So that's, that's pretty impressive shows. He's uh fit, ready to go, uh, motivated. You know, I feel like, uh, I don't know for me that, you know, motivation can, uh, would, would kind of ebb and flow, you know, based on who my teammates were and stuff like that. And to come off a, a season as big as, as the Bowman team did last Last year, both the cross and the track season, uh, I think it would. Nobody would be surprised if uh, he'd be, he uh, if uh, Taylor would have come. You know, maybe a little bit complacent, or you know, uh, maybe had a misstep here or there. But you know, shows the motivations there. Winning by thirty seconds already this early in the season, so uh, definitely one to watch. Uh, and then Keaton Olson, Kindred, who's ninth in twenty twenty two, second. Uh, in the mile, third in the 800 and the 3200. He won the Hillsboro early bird uh, in 1546. Uh, and like you said, uh, you know, that Hillsboro course, pretty flat. Uh, I think it's uh, it measures a little bit short too, you know, as you know, cross-country courses are known to be from time to time. But, uh, you know, I believe, I think I, I ran, I ran under 16 minutes at the Hillsboro early bird uh, one year. Um, and if the course hasn't changed all that much, you know, uh, that, that set me up for our, for a really good, uh, rest of the season, kind of a low 16s, uh, type of fitness. So, you know, in, in the 1620s to 16 flat. So, uh, and I mean, usually I feel like that's kind of the, the, the finishing time that we see from the class B state champ is kind of around that 1620, 1615, 1620. So uh Keaton Olson, definitely, definitely one to watch. Dude, and he's from Kindred. You love Kindred. Yeah, I love Kindred. 
I don't know why. <laughs> I have no idea why. But I love I'm a big kindred guy. Big kindred guy. Get him a t-shirt. Someone someone send this man a t-shirt. Yeah. Hey, if somebody's got an extra kindred cross country swag merch just, you know, laying around, I would gladly wrap that. Yeah. The last thing I'll mention here is there was a little bit of banter in the uh in some Instagram comments uh about this being a, a 4.8k instead of a 5k. So yeah. uh they they started it, not us. But okay, Cam. Uh, if you look at the, you know, the top ten, not the top ten, but the top five for teams in Class B boys, it's tight. Like it's so hard to tell uh, yeah. this early in the season. But you know, Bowman has a couple guys in there. Kindred has a couple guys. Three guys in the top ten. Like, who are you taking, Kindred? Uh, you know what? Uh no. No, I'm still going to stick with Bowman. Uh, just remembering, you know, their their depth uh, this last spring on the track. You know, I know they lost Sarsland and I know they lost Austin. Um, but, you know, still, especially thinking about like the 800, I want to say they had like five guys place, five of the eight placers in the 800 or something like that, or at least five or six in the final of the 800. Um, so uh, that, that just really sticks out to me. Maybe I'm, you know, misre- uh, misremembering kind of the numbers or how deep it actually was, but um, uh, I'm, I'm going to go with Bowman Bowman uh, early season prediction, Bowman boys get the job done again. So Bowman boys. Okay. Yeah. If uh, I got to put money behind it, which I'm not going to do sports gambling is, is not allowed. Um, I, it's a, it's a trouble, right? Dude, it's a sticky subject here in the state of Iowa right now. So, all right, take a step back. Pretend I never said that. Okay. Um, if I was not a betting man, but if I was either way, forget, forget what kind of person I am. Um, (laughs) I like to think I'm a pretty good one, but I'll take Bowman, but I do think Kindred's going to give them a run for their money. Gosh, I need to step, I need better you know analogies that don't involve cash yeah (laughs) okay we're moving on we're going to class a girls okay this one when i was putting the stats together kind of interesting in a different way okay we did have six seniors in the top 10 of the class a girls the 2022 cross country meet but here's where it kind of gets crazy okay within the top 10 there was a seventh grader an eighth grader and a freshman all right Uh, seventh and eighth graders. I think that stands out. That's pretty interesting. You know, you're like, we've talked about good freshmen in every other class. Why not class A girls? I get you there. But then what if I told you that in the top 20, 10 of the athletes were grade nine or younger? Oh, okay. Now we're talking. So, I mean, the class A girls is like youth is dominating. Like, right. You know, there, there's not wisdom in those front packs. There's yeah. just a bunch of young freshmen and middle schoolers running around. So awesome. to me, that was just really, really interesting. And I think that also uh, is going to add to some of the storylines this season, just because there are so many curveballs that come with that and so many unknowns. So I'm excited for that piece of it specifically. Yeah. And then, oh, sorry, go for it. I was just going to say, yeah, that, those, those are great insights, great stats, Ryan. I love to hear that stuff. 
yeah, I'm almost getting to the point where I'm like ESPN, where it's like, yeah, you know, this is the first time anyone has scored over 40 points when the temperature is, you know, yeah, less than 100 degrees Kelvin and, <laughs> you know, 30,000 people, mm. uh, you know, are in attendance or whatever. But anyway, moving on. Uh, top returner in the Class A girls is going to be Jocelyn Schiller. She was third as a junior, and she's definitely one of the athletes to watch. We'll talk about her here in a minute. 2022 champion was Williston over my Red River Rough Riders in a tight score, 93 to 104. Uh, and we'll get a little bit more into the team race later too. But Cam, you've been telling us all about the athletes to watch. So keep it going. Athletes to watch, as you mentioned, Jossie Schiller, UND basketball commit and 2023 class A basketball MVP. Uh, the top athlete to watch, I'd say. Uh, Ryan, I wonder... We, we, we'll have to go back and look, but I wonder if there is, if there's been a more athletic top returner in like cross country history. Do you, you know what I'm trying to say? Basically like who's the most athletic person to run cross country and be really good at it. Right. Right. So, I mean, like, I think, so Brett Kelly who was I was teammates with for one year at NDSU, went to Bismarck Century. I want to say he won like the WDA soccer player like of the year. Like he was the top soccer player in the like one of the top soccer players in the state his senior year and ended up getting like second or third at the state cross country meet. So something something like that. Like who who else is like winning the MVP of their non track slash cross country sport? in the off season and then coming back and dominating, you know, one, it would, so like a couple that I think of, they come to mind guys, just cause of, you know, we're teammates and we know a few, a few more of the guys like Evan Kotzik, you know, was yeah EDC really cross country player. champion a senior year, but really good tennis player. Yeah. Hunter Lucas was a really good hockey player. So, you know, there's a few names out there that are a little bit, that come to mind, but, but like nothing like basketball, right? Like nothing like the class like, a basketball MVP. Like if you told me like, yeah, cross country players good at soccer. Like if you told the average Joe that they'd be like, yeah, it's a lot of running. Right. right. But like, not like, yeah, I'm going to go drop 30 points in like the championship game. Like, right. Right. Go play D one basketball. So yeah. Super so, impressive. Just, just, yeah. Yeah. Really impressive. Really unique. Uh, so it'll be fun to watch her on the cross country course this season, uh, off to a good start second at the, uh, originals meet so far. So in the mix, uh, with the top ladies so far, um, next athlete to watch Regenberg Valley city. She was 49th last year at the state cross country meet second in the mile, sixth in the 800 at the state track meet. And man, I was really impressed with her track season. I remember watching her at like EDC and then especially at the state meet and just looked like she had the the fire and the passion in her eyes of, of somebody who really wanted to win and somebody who believed that they had put in the work and and deserved to win uh came up a little short with that second in the two mile but uh has to be has to be motivation for this cross country season and you know we're seeing it already she won the originals meet over Jossie Schiller so uh man I think that'll be a, a battle. Hopefully we'll see the Valley city and the red river 
Rough Riders, you know, take the course against each other multiple times a season and get a bit of a rivalry going there. Yeah. So, yeah. And I mean, just like going back to talking about putting in the work in the summer, you know, to go to 49th cross country as a junior to like, yeah, you're one of the top runners in the state. That's so cool. And even from, I don't know, I don't know if she looks at the polls, but the preseason poll, she was ranked ninth. She had the, out of anyone in all the polls, she had the biggest jump. Yeah. Going from ninth in the preseason poll to now number one after one week. So, yeah, I don't know what kind of what fuels her or the motivation, but yeah, she's she's trending up. Invest, big moves, big moves. Uh, the final uh, a- athlete to watch: uh, Grand Forks Central Knight. Let's go, my alma mater, uh, Emma Erie, a seventh grader, was fifth at the originals meet. So uh, maybe maybe uh, you know. All knights, you know, kind of just getting getting their sword back in the door there. You know, we're you can't get rid of us, man. We still we always find some some way to put our put our team name in the you know in the conversation. Yeah, no, that's it's good. I like to see that. But right, just another young athlete that's yeah potentially gonna make big waves. Yeah, you just you just never know what uh you know seventh grader, eighth grader, freshman, you know, sometimes, you know, honestly, sometimes it's even seniors that, you know, just kind of maybe go out for cross late in their, in their high school career or something. But yeah, a lot of, a lot of mystery still to be discovered this cross country season. Uh, Ryan, let me throw it to you for these class A girls team predictions. Uh, We, we made quite the mistake last year uh, and forgot to mention the Red River Rough Rider girls team in one of our predictions or, you know, talking about the, the, the previous year or something like that. Uh, so let's not do that again this year uh, for, for any of the teams. Let's, let's do our best to not do that again this year. So yeah. that's why I'm throwing it to you first. Okay. I, man, it's going to be a close one again because when it comes down to it, Williston only had one senior graduate from their entire 22 cross country team. Uh, Red River only had two seniors graduate from their team. Uh, and only one of them score that was Lauren Dosh. But I do want to give a shout out to the other Red River senior, uh, Evelyn DuPont. She finished six for the riders at the state meet last year. So didn't score. But what's cool is do we do, we do NSIC previews all the time. Right. And more so for track. I forget that Crookston has had a cross country team the last oh, several years. Dang. So twenty fall of twenty nineteen, I think it was, is when they dang, started. Yeah. So go off, you Crookston. Know, and so, yeah, she's there. Is, Evelyn Dupont is, Crookst- is at Crookston. So Crookston's part of NSIC. Crookston is part of the NSIC. Yeah. Oh no way. Yeah. So you know, quick shout out to her. Quick shout out to Crookston. And so, if you're looking for a a school where you're going to get a diploma that says the University of Minnesota on it. Uh, I don't know if it actually says Crookston on it. Like you get a U of M diploma. Right. So anyway, it's, it's totally an option if that's something you're interested in. So uh, besides the point, you know, hometown bias heavy here. I'm going to take the rough riders for the win. Oh, okay. Um, nice. But I think they're going to need some help. Uh, you know, obviously they've got a lot of young girls on their team that I think will step up, but you know, if you get people mixing up the scoring a little bit, like a Regenberg from Valley City, uh, there's a few other athletes, you know, sprinkled into that top 10 that aren't from Red River or Williston. I think I think the riders are going to do it. 
I said that last year too, though, and it wasn't quite there. So yeah, this is the year. This year's going to be different. Love it. I, man, I, I've just been sticking with, you know, kind of the number one in the polls. I'm going to, I'm going to stick with <laughs> Wilson. You know, I just, I just feel like when you got, when you got a good thing going and you got good team and good culture and you've been able to do it for, you know, a couple uh, recent years, it, it just seems to, in cross country for whatever reason, it just seems like you can kind of keep that momentum and that ball rolling. So uh, Williston, early season prediction for me, Williston, team to beat. Um, but looking at the poll, right, Red River's in there, Biz High. Fargo Davies always seems to pull something together to be competitive come the end of the season. Uh, and Bismarck Century is also there. So um, I'd say, would you say Class A girls – team title most up in the air team title most teams you know this early in the season most teams that have a chance to maybe mix it up still oh definitely i mean we've got a couple dynasties going on as far as you know bowman county boys rugby girls you know bismarck's gonna be tough to beat this year although i'm so excited to see what williston can do but yeah i would say out of all of them like this is probably the one that's you know the least definitive and that's just we got to see them race you know right right we watched the red river girls race at originals i think williston raced at the originals um but it's it's a long season for sure yeah it'll be fun to follow fun to follow and uh as always you can follow along with the season here with us on the prairie track field podcast absolutely all right, so to finish the episode here, I just want to give a little preview as to what's coming up with cross country this next uh, week or so. You know, today's the 31st of August. We'll hopefully turn this episode around pretty quick, so it's pretty relevant. But, you know, Tuesday we mentioned the Northwood cross country invite just briefly that took place on the 29th. Tonight, the only thing going on in the state was the Rough Rider Davies duel. So... Mm. Uh, might have to take a look and see how those results went. And then as far as, you know, we get uh, Labor Day in there, but uh, tomorrow there's a couple big ones out west, okay? The Bowman County invite, that's taking place. Uh, but then here's the the kicker, the Rusty Bucket, yeah. which has oh, yeah. got to be the coolest trophy in North Dakota cross country. So, uh, you know, it's cooler than the fork. I think it's cooler than the fork. Remind me of who the Rusty Bucket goes to. Is that just a meet overall, or is that like a special between two teams sort of thing? Uh, if I'm not mistaken, hopefully we don't get just lit up by our Bismarck Mandan listeners, but it's the the Bismarck Mandan Metro, um, and I think it's combined uh, top boys and girls scores, if I remember correctly. Oh, okay. Between High, Legacy, Sentry, and Mandan. If I remember correctly, yeah. Oh, okay. It's, no, they're not like calling some person like the Rusty Bucket. Like, okay. ooh, you had a tough race here. The well, Rusty Bucket yeah. Award goes to. I I didn't know if it was like the whole meet overall. You know, like some, <laughs> you know, like the Andrew Carlson Distance Classic. You know, whatever team won got like a cake, and it didn't matter if it was you know North or South or Red River or whatever. You know, so I didn't know if like. Oh, uh, okay. I see what you if, mean. If. Uh, you know, Newtown decided to show up at the Rusty Bucket and they won. Do they get the do they get the Rusty Bucket or is it like a like a fork situation, you know, where it's just Central versus Red River? Mm-hmm. 
let me just give you a brief update. I did open the, I wasn't going to do it because I was like, gosh, we got to end this episode. But the Rough Rider Davies duel, man, uh, Red River kind of put it to Davies. They went uh, one through four, Elijah Dafo getting the win, 939 for 3K. Michael Larson Alan. Schmidt, senior from Red River, 954 for 3K. And then a couple other guys stepping up for the riders. Joe Quinn taking third. David Radke taking fourth. Uh, and Davies' top finisher is Dre Ture. Uh, the senior went 1007 for fifth place. So, yeah, it's going to be good, man. It's going to be good. You're the riders. We'll see. We'll see. Okay. And then as far as just any other races going on, uh, we get Labor Day in there. But then a couple other ones, Carrington, Central McLean, Stanley, West Fargo as the Ian Alves Invitational, the Mandan Kiwanis Invitational. That one's always fast. Um, so that's kind of what we have going on this next week across country. Uh, but then let's give a little bit of preview to the drum roll, please. You know I don't mind like pick that up, but the border battle. Border battle. It was at least enough to wake Delilah up. So, <laughs> uh, Cam, what are you looking forward to about this year's border battle? And just that, uh, I'm just looking forward to it happening. <laughs> no, it is going. That's it. It's going to be great if it's if it's uh, if it's anything like it was last year, which is going to be, you know, it's just going to be great having so many teams there in Grand Forks. You know, running one of the most spectator friendly courses in the state, uh, wide paths, you know, for, for the runners, easy access for the fans, great atmosphere. Uh, it's just like, it's just everything you want to feel when you're at a cross country meet. Uh, and so that's what I'm looking forward to, uh, aside from the fast times, the great competition and the battle for the paddle. Got to keep that state side, you know, yeah, North, North Dakota state side. Dude, there are a lot of teams this year. I just just pulled it up. Dude, we're getting some good ones too. Sioux Falls Roosevelt's gonna be there. Okay. We're getting Spearfish, South Dakota. Um, you know, your typical uh EDC schools from out west. We got Bismarck coming, Minot's coming, uh Mandan's gonna be there. Like, dude, it's gonna be good. La- last year was a great success, but I think this year we're really gonna be able to see kind of that that battle for the paddle, that that state to state kind of competition i think we're going to see more more teams like you've already listed from south dakota more teams from from minnesota uh, you know it's just going to be a more kind of diverse field uh racing and uh more drama yeah man it's gonna be great i'm so pumped yeah it's gonna be really and good we'll, we'll, and we'll be there ryan we'll be we'll be at the meet we'll be taking it all in uh and uh helping out kind of in a similar way that we did last year right yeah, that's the plan. Um, it'll be good. Hopefully we'll do, you know, be a little bit more involved too. And uh, it's great. It's just one of the best cross country days of the year. And it's only happened one time. And I'm already saying yeah. like, yeah, it's a, a can't miss event. So that'll be good. We're excited to be involved with that. And hopefully you are going to be there as well if you're listening to this. So for the good of the cause, is there anything else that we need to cover before we sign off? Uh, no, I guess we could just say looking forward, uh, to next episode, we'll probably do our cross country preview. Uh, I know the summit league teams are getting things kicked off with the Ron pin invite up in grand forks, uh, scheduled for tomorrow. 
and uh, I believe the Augustana Twilight. Not sure what day that is, but I saw like uh, South Dakota State, I believe, is running there. And I'm sure a lot of the other NSIC teams that we try and follow as well will be at the Augustana Twilight. So, uh, yeah, college college preview uh, coming at you hopefully in a, a week or so. Yeah, it's going to be real, real good. So until then, good luck to everybody that's competing at some of those meets that we mentioned. We're super excited to get those results pumped out to you. If you like the podcast today, if you're still listening, who knows how many people made it this far. But if you're still listening, we do really appreciate your support. We you. we love doing this. Uh, and it's only because of listeners like you. So be sure to not only subscribe to the podcast, but find us on social media. That's where we post a lot of our updates, uh, especially on Instagram and Facebook. You can find us there. Send us a message. Let us know if we missed anything. If we did, we apologize. Or if there's anything else that you want us to discuss or go over on the podcast. But until the next time we post an episode, thanks so much for listening. Have a great week.